0: part of the kickout 299 network i'm jesse whose pronouns are she be her
1: i'm rachel my pronouns are they them
0: and today we have regular guest smiley back so introduce yourself
2: yeah i'm back i'm back for another episode talking about the big tournament featuring some of my boys in big positions so glad to be here
0: unfortunately alicia couldn't be with us today but she'll be back soon we have a lot to talk about so let's not waste any more time and get into it Day 1 was on the 6th at Marukari Messe International Exhibition Hall. Yuki Doi defeated Ri Inoue in 9 minutes and 58 seconds. Dan Temera, Ryu Karimura, Takara Nikki defeated Aegil Blanc. Chichitaro Shoki and Ren Ayabe in 8 minutes and 32 seconds. Kengo Mashimo defeated Hokuto Amore in 11 minutes and 33 seconds. Satoshi Kojima defeated Takao Amore in 10 minutes and 11 seconds. Chihiro Hashimoto, Yu, and Sushi Ishikawa defeated Ayame Sasamura, Mayu Kihi, and Tashi Takazawa in 11 minutes and 15 seconds. In the Tornado Bunkhouse Megaton Current Blast Deathmatch, Asushi Onida, Hikaru Sato, and Miss Mongol defeated Saki, Nogai Sayaka, and Yoshitatsu in 12 minutes and 30 seconds. Riki Honda and Yuji defeated Jun Sato and Rei Sato in 12 minutes and 40 seconds. Kento Miyahara defeated Aito Yoshida, in 16 minutes and one second. In a number one contenders match for the junior title, Ryzen Hayato defeated Asuki Oyagi in 15 minutes and 40 seconds. In the main event triple crown match, Yuma Yagi defeated Suwami in 22 minutes and 27 seconds. We have some announcements. There went over upcoming matches for August, we'll get to later in the show. We had some announcements for the Yoyogi show on the 8th of September. Masano Mifuchi will make his return to the ring. He last wrestled in January. Sari Anu was announced for Yoyogi. We soon found out the match she'll take part in since Kari showed up to confront Unagi at the show. Kari says she'll team with Anu and for Unagi to find the strongest partner she could. Rising Hayato versus Hiroshi Takashi was announced for the 3rd of September. So let's start with the main event, which was Yuma defeated Suama in the Triple Crown match and um, Suama will just be the guy forever and ever. He turned back the clock here. He was so amazing in this match. Like, I mean, congrats, Yuma. Like, you won. <laughs> like, I'm happy you won. But this match was all about Suama for me. The opening video was so great. I love seeing young Suama with the three triple crown title belts. He just looks so cool. It's such a great sight to see. Yuma getting the long entrance was also cool. Suama was the big first hurdle that Yuma had to pass, and he did it. So I was so happy with this. I believe he only has beat Suama once in single matches, which was last year's champion carnival, where he debuted his finishing move the full, and that's just a little humor fact for you. The two worked so well together, but Suama's uh, last ride, his reign last ride, like holy moly, that was so awesome. And there were no challenges since the uh, winner of the Royal Road will challenge next.
1: Smiley,
2: what were your thoughts on this match? Yeah, I love this match. This one is uh, it's been a long time since we got like a proper big match. Suama, you know, I think uh, maybe like since this podcast has started, most of people have been accustomed to the you know, the voodoo murder suama with all the you know, shenanigans and all that stuff. But like Jesse said, he ran back the clock, you know, prime. 2013 Suwama performance here, and uh, obviously, Yuma Yagi has always delivered, so yeah, couldn't have uh, asked for a better match, and obviously, the VTR as well before it that just topped it all off.
1: Yeah, I think that's perfectly said. This match was just about eras. Yuma wanted to fight Suwama to end the old era of AJPW once and for all and bring about a new one, and, and we'll have some more thoughts on that towards the end of the episode of uh, given the Royal Road results as a quick spoiler for you guys, teaser for you guys. Um, but yeah, going down to this match, it, it really was, it was about eras. We got to see um, Suwama in, you know, representing that old era, that old ace, he looked incredible. And um, then we got to see Yuma Oyagi's era and how he, you know, tends to tackle that and how his era has truly started and and yeah to that end this match was just structured the exact way it needed to be suwama so looked really dominant and ageless and cool and Yuma fought his way back from the bottom and had this big miracle win and Yuma's selling is just so incredibly believable like even I knew the outcome going into this match like I I did go into this match spoiled and I still had heart palpitations towards that ending like those near falls were insane so the finish is just perfect like you said that um running last ride was insane and it's it's just a really good match and um I thought the post-match was really funny with Yuma, like, sort of whining, like, oh, no one's coming out to challenge me. And then he's like, well, on second thought, I'm actually kind of too tired. I don't really want to deal with that. It was just very Yuma-like. Um, and then he pointed out that Royal road was coming out and uh, he's cursed in that tournament and having never made it past the first round. So that sort of uh, set us up for an interesting little thing for, uh, for Yuma going into that tournament, which we'll also talk about. So yeah, I really uh, loved this match. And then um, yeah, my, my actual favorite match on this card, just because I love the story and I'm really invested in uh, these two wrestlers, particularly uh, Rising Hayato, was that number one contenders match between uh, Rising Hayato and Atsuki Aoyagi. So, Jesse, can you start us off with uh, what your thoughts were on that match?
0: I might have a bit of different opinion than you guys. I don't know. We'll see. This match was good. I don't think these two are capable of having a bad match. But I kind of wish this was a sprint. After Asky wormed his way into number one contenders match, after Haito already challenged, I was hoping Haito would just come out and try to end this as quick as possible, you know, boot Asky to the back. He doesn't deserve this. Uh, it was Haito's time. Maybe if they took 10 minutes off of like a little five-minute sprint, that would be okay. I normally wouldn't say give the juniors a sprint because I love the juniors. But in this case, I wish it was just shorter.
2: Yeah, I thought this was a, another good match from obviously they always deliver a certain standard. Uh, I think the only, ma- uh, the only thing that hurt this match was like the atmosphere of the building. It was quite like quiet, uh, like at the very start. And that's near the end, that's where his side popping it was like compared to um, the Coracan Hall match, the, like that one, that crowd is just like invested all the way through. So I think that was the only thing about the match that sort of hurt it for me. But other than that, good match from them as always.
1: I can agree with that. I guess I like this match a little better than both of you, but I I did. I really like this match. It's impossible at this rate to sort of not compare it to their October match since that was such a standout match. And like to credit, I did like that match better than this one, but I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was really well done. And like both men just have amazing chemistry I think next time when you add a title into the mix, you're gonna get another classic. Um, Hayato just looked amazing. It was really a highlight match for him, and it like it would have been insane <laughs> for him not to lose this one. Like you have this really incredible story. I translated a little bit of their press conference on my Twitter, but I loved that press conference where Hayato was just petty. Like he was a petty high schooler about this. Like he was up there. He said, you do not care about the world junior the way I care about the world junior. He talks about how he has only ever had eyes for that belt, which I have some notes on later as well. And, you know, Otsky, he's off challenging for the GHC junior. He's off doing this and doing that. And the world junior is sort of a a second place like backup plan for him at this point. And then Hotsky came back being like, well, you know, I've grown so much in like the last time since our last October match, this match is going to kind of be boring. And it's going to be a little one-sided. So the fact that it wasn't a one-sided match and that we did get like a nice long match, that wasn't a sprint. I liked that. I thought that was good. That showed where they were um, at this point in time as rivals. They're still sort of, um, Creeping on each other. They're equals to an extent, but Hayato still, he can't put away Atsuki instantly. Um, And I think that's a really important thing for Hayato, who is sort of becoming this big underdog who everybody really, really wants to root for and wants to see um, succeed. So I was really happy that he won this match. And I thought the finishing sequence, again, just really phenomenal. That double pile driver was Really good. Um, I loved him using that as a setup for the Sid Vicious. You just, you knew, you knew it was over at that point. And I love when finishes are like that. You're like, oh, that's it. So yeah, this match really did hit for me. Like it was really, really good. Were there any other matches that sort of stood out to you guys? How'd you feel about the Kento versus Aito Yoshida match?
0: These two were so funny. They were going back and forth on Twitter all week leading up to the match. Kento was asking Yoshida to follow him, which is reminiscent of trying to get Queen Namura to follow, but Yoshida did follow him very quickly, which is a big difference. I don't understand why All Japan doesn't book Yoshida more. He, you could just slot him into any card, any tag or any singles. He's a really good worker and he was there for a while when he was a member of Chin. But to the match, I thought this was very good. I don't know if Yoshida was supposed to go over the ropes after uh, giving Kento the big boot, but it just looked so cool that he did. It was so smooth with it. It was just very fun. Kento and Yoshida both looked good. Yoshida kicking out at one and then immediately getting pinned with the shutdown suplex was a bit weird, but it is what it is. Kento trying to be the good guy, holding up Yoshida's hand after the match and he receives a forearm to the face in return. I hope we see Yoshida more. Really,
1: I don't know. I liked it. I I thought it was fine. Um, this crowd was disloyal. <laughs> they they were cheering for Yoshida um, a lot more over the ace, and that was. Hmm, I don't know. I I don't know. Um, I I think it'd be fine if he did get booked more in all Japan, maybe. But I thought it was a fine wrestler. He's a good wrestler even. But my thing with Yoshida watching this match is that I think he's one who thinks about his character a little too much and he doesn't let it come naturally. Like he's almost a little too focused on looking cool. And so he he has a good look. He has a good move set, but it's not all clicking for me. Um, so I feel like maybe if he went back to focusing on the basics and then let the character fall into place he would be a really great guy and i'd love to see more of him but yeah maybe maybe if he did work a little bit more in all japan and stuck around and developed more he'd you know be a big fave of mine like i said he does have a really good move set that that i tend to uh tend to go for Uh, But yeah, he's, he was really popular. And then Kento making fun of that popularity and making fun of the crowd was really good too. That was really funny. Um, And it made me a little less salty for the crowd cheering for him. And I I know Alicia also felt the same way. She's like, okay, well that makes up for it. Like Kento was right to make fun of them. Um, So that's, uh, that's sort of my feelings on that match, but it was fun. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was good for the most
0: part. Another match I want to touch on was the opener, which was Doi defeat Inoue. <laughs> I just felt so sorry for Inoue, just two more seconds, and then he would have had a draw. Doi really, really knows how to bring the tension. He, he's finisher and taking a second or two before going for the cover. Doesn't seem like a lot of time, but when time is running out, it is absolutely everything. This is the match I wanted to see when Doi was champion. I am glad we got to see it in the end. I think he was a good opponent for Inoue and he's a good learning. And Doi is good for Inoue, someone to learn from. So I'm glad we got it. I hope we see more of this, especially when Inoue continues to improve because he's just going to get better.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I like this match. I thought it was a uh, good sort of youth versus experience match. You want to go all the way with it. You have the young fighting spirit guy, and then you have old man Doi, you know, this conniving guy. Yeah, I love Doi. Like, I'm going to talk about him all month. I love Doi. (laughs) Um, He he sold me on something that I uh, normally wouldn't like in any other promotion. But uh, yeah, I thought this was... um, I thought this was really good. I will say that this crowd could benefit some from some real booing, and it would be better if they just booed Doi. Uh, They'll they'll do it at times, but in this one, like Doi's offense got some like tepid. Uh, applause when he clearly wants the audience to boo him like he's really playing up this heel heat but they they just wouldn't bite like that sort of goes back to what smiley was saying where this crowd just wasn't a hundred percent in it and uh, i think the match it didn't suffer for it but i i think that the match could have definitely benefited from it um one other thing i want to note is that Inoue is really, really good at stumbling out of the ring when he loses. (laughs) He has just such incredible facials. And it actually reminds me of Goshiyazaki, who just does this incredible facial work when he leaves the ring after he loses that you just can feel how devastated he is at that loss. And Inoue is up there with that. Like he when he leaves the ring after he loses, you feel that in your soul. And uh, yeah, that's how I felt watching him lose to Doi here. I was like, Oh, I, I got that. That gutted me, even though, you know, you, you know, who's going to win this match looking at this match on paper, but uh, he really made that work. And I thought that was incredible character work. So yeah, I love this match. Yeah. This is
2: a good open. Uh, Doi is just like his old Japan stuff's, so would obviously help say so he's a bastard as well. So uh, played into it very well. But uh, like you're saying, I think maybe a bit more crowd participation could have helped as well. But yeah, that was cool. The, the ending as well. Uh, where he he's just didn't care about the time and he just, just cocked himself and just left him till the very end. That's how sure he was of victory. <laughs> yeah.
1: Did you guys have any thoughts on Kojima versus Mori? It was (laughs) fun. Yeah, I I thought so, too. Like, I I wanted to note it because there was a lot of history here. Both men were from the same generation, and both men were from Animal Hamaguchi gym. Mm -hmm. Um, So after defeating Amori, Kojima, like, stated backstage that he was inspired and motivated to enter the Royal Road Tournament. And, uh, Backstage, he sort of puts in his nomination stating All Japan Wrestling. No, All Japan Pro Wrestling San. No, All Japan Pro Wrestling Sama. I'm waiting for your reply to like let him in the tournament. Um, So I thought thought I'd mention it. The match itself was fine. It was pretty unremarkable. Um, Amori is always really good at getting the crowd sort of behind him as a like the older underdog. So you kind of wanted to see him beat Kojima, but you know, it is what it is. We'll talk about that a bit, but, uh, but yeah, I thought, I thought it was, um, a fine match. I thought the handshake and the sign of respect at the end, uh, between Kojima and Amori was very natural and very sweet to see, but I did want to note that this match was what inspired Kojima to, uh, to enter the Royal road tournament.
0: Did anybody want to talk about the, uh, Do you want to say Terrible? Uh, Tornado, bunkhouse, megaton Current Blast, Deathmatch. I feel like we talk about one every month. Um, I originally skipped it because I had dinner instead, but I thought for Talking Triple Crown, I will watch it, and I kind of regret it. I wasted time on this. I don't understand why Tattoo and Anita were on different sides when they're champions together. I thought the highlight was Saki and Unagi. They just look so cool in their outfits and Inoue Paul anyway he lost and then like he has to second this match he had covered his ears every time there was an explosion I felt so sorry for him I just want even those big headphones but um it was really really loud I have to admit that even watching it on all Japan TV but um yeah it was another explosion match <laughs> so what do you think
1: Yeah. That's it. It was another explosion match. Um, yeah, I was, my big note here is that I was really, really excited that Sato was in this match, um, and would come out wearing his gi. So I could say gi correctly this month, uh, for Alicia, but then he didn't even wear it. So he did not wear his, his gi, but I'm still saying it right for you, Alicia. (laughs) But uh yeah no I um I did really like how much Saki and Unagi got to do and how much they were willing to do that was really cool the best part was definitely Unagi taking the bat to Onita I I thought they had decent chemistry like that was sort of the point of the match was uh Unagi and Onita and and afterwards they really want to have a singles together so good for them um hopefully we can get that before Onita needs to retire for real for real this time um we'll see but yeah that that's sort of where I was it was just another explosion match after many many explosion matches um Yoshitatsu protecting Asayika was was pretty sweet but like the timing was weirdly slow (laughs) like a lot of this was just weirdly slowly timed here and there so those were my thoughts on that Smiley did you have anything
2: um, yeah this was a weird match but yeah it was a, another explosion match I think it's probably the weirdest one but yeah it was cool it was alright as, as long as there's it's, Onita it's always bound to be cool I'd say the post match at the end was the coolest part We like fist bump the kid that was the best part of the match.
1: yeah that's a good <laughs> point <laughs> yeah what is it uh, Lou calls the undercard cinematic universe that's it's just another chapter in it um, just weird that this time we're doing them without the titles, even on the line, we're just doing them for fun. Now, no rules, just putting them out there. So we'll see what happens with those all Asia titles. Cause I really just don't know at this point. <laughs> all right. Were there any other matches we wanted to talk about this month or this month? Wow. <laughs> were there any matches we wanted to talk about for day one? Okay. Awesome. So day two was on the 12th at Hodogaya Public Hall. Yoshitatsu and Yuma Anzai defeated Takao Mori and Ryu Inoue in 9 minutes and 29 seconds. Kenichiro Arai defeated Black Mintsure in 8 minutes and 22 seconds. Naruki Doi and Naoki Tanazaki defeated Rising Hayato and Ego Blanc in 9 minutes and 19 seconds. Satoshi Kojima and Hiroshi Yamato defeated Dan Tamura and Hikaru Sato in 11 minutes and 34 seconds. Jun Saito, Rei Saito, and Toshizo defeated Haito Tamura, Chek Shimatani, and Galeno in 15 minutes and 37 seconds. Suwama and Renayabe versus Shuji Ishikawa and Fuminori Abe went to a double countout at 14 minutes and 1 second. And Kento Miyahara, Yuma Oyagi, and Takuya Nomura defeated Atsuki Aoyagi, Ruki Honda, and Hokuto Amori in 21 minutes and 3 seconds. So, yeah, this was a little bit of our road to show to get to the Royal Road. Uh, Were there any matches that stood out to you guys, Jesse? Was there one that really, really popped out to you?
0: My favorite match of the day was probably Suama, Raniyabe versus Tsuchikawa and Fuminori Abe. I thought it was so much fun. I love all these four guys. This was obviously a preview match, like we've said, but I would have loved to have... Suwama and Abe team up I thought that would be such a fun and funny tag team but the teams we did get were tons of fun Suji and Suwama battered the younger wrestlers like they were rookies Suji copying Ayabe's spinny corner elbow will always be hilarious I think it's the second time he did it he just looks so uncoordinated the match ending in double counter does make sense considering the first round matches the royal road and no one really wants a loss going into it uh, this match did what it needed to do. It made me excited for Swama versus Abai and Suji versus Ayabe, which we will get to a bit later.
2: I just want to say, Ken Sharan versus Black Man's Array. It's probably a five-star match. Probably the best comedy <laughs> match I've seen this year. It was tons of fun, though. But yeah, that was like a perfect match to a to show. But um, this is a nice, wholesome little show. Nothing, uh, nothing bad, nothing amazing. But yeah, if it's uh, if you're like... One of us, all Japan diehards, and yeah, I'd recommend it.
1: Yeah, it feels like an all Japan house show, and that's a big compliment. That's a big thing you can say. Um, as far as the suwama. Uh, the Suwama Renayabe versus Ishikawa Abe match, I did really like that match. I also got really, really excited, particularly for Suwama and Abe. I was like, oh man, this match is going to go so hard. It's going to go crazy. Like they really just stepped it up and and they were brawling. And I really, actually, I do want to say, um, I really, really like that they saved the walk and brawl that they always do towards the end. And then it led to a double count out that made a lot more sense than your usual, like we do it right in the beginning. So I actually really did like that structurally. Uh, I thought that was pretty fun. And yeah. So yeah, I thought that was good. Um, Ayabe and Suwama were just really, really fun together. Um, I thought they were good. I thought uh, Ayabe looked great. Like I really do think he stepped up his game and I, I was getting pretty excited for him and Ishikawa as well. So to see what that would do to maybe their their team up together. So yeah, it was a fun little match. And like you said, it, it did its job. And that was to get us excited. Um, the other match that was sort of the big lead into Royal Road was the uh, main event. That's Kento Miyahara, Yumao Yagi, and Takuya Nomura versus Hokuto Amori, Ruki Honda, and Atsuki Aoyagi. So a tour of the big names are big draws in the modern day all japan and yeah i thought this match was great i would love to uh, hear your thoughts as well
0: this was basically a single camera no commentary hotogaya public hall Kayla six man tag i think we have a lot of six man tags in this venue it was young versus old in fact kento is the only one in his 30s in this match so it was a pretty young match this was just some lighthearted fun before we get into the seriousness of the tournament. There were some funny moments here. Aski stealing Kento's pose. Hokuto taking Nomura up the stairs and just throwing him out the door into the foyer was great. Kento and Nomura doing their double team move, the follow back, and of course hitting each other instead of Hokuto because they could never hit it in the first try. But just watching this made me realize just how crazy it is that Kento has held the tag belt with both his partners, Yuma and Namora, and Yuma is the one to take it from them. But other than that, this was just some fun, nothing serious. Maybe a little bit long, but it was fine.
1: Pretty much how I felt. Um, it was a fun six man tag. I thought it was uh really fun to watch, especially like Otsky and Kento. They're so funny together. Like you can really feel that they have their own little mini rivalry despite the different divisions. And and we can kind of see that later when they have their singles match, but they're they're so funny in their press conference together uh before the Royal Road, where Otsky like threatens to pour the water on Kento and Kento's making this wild face. Like they're just they have a really good, funny energy, um, so that was really fun. The energy between Honda and Yuma in this match was really, really good. So um, I actually had written down in my notes that I could really see Honda winning Royal Road. Uh, so yeah, that I thought that was really fun. Um, and then Yuma and Takia had their little miscommunications, and then you mentioned like all the awkward little moments between these three. This chaotic moments um, was really good, and it made me really want to see a Takia versus Yumao Yagi triple crown match. So hopefully, maybe, I don't know, fingers crossed. Uh, But yeah, I thought this was good. Um, After this match, Yuma announced that he will be defending his belt on September 3rd. But there was like a huge thing where none of us really knew if that meant there wasn't going to be a triple crown match at Yoyogi on the 8th. Um, So that was really confusing. But now we do know that there would not be one on the 8th. Rather, there will be the triple crown match on um september 3rd so that that all shaped up eventually but it was kind of confusing at first so the last match i want to bring up just really quick was the f4 versus evolution match uh that was satoshi kojima and hiroshi yamato versus dan tamara and hikaru sato um of course Sato and Yamato are former tag partners and they had like a really 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 short run with the All Asia Tag Belts but th- but they were partners and they had this you know they had this grudge together and they were supposed to have a World Junior match together that never happened Where, um, because Yamato, I believe, either got injured or sick while Sato had the title. So we never got to see that match. So now we have this, like, brawling and, you know, this energy between them. And they, you know, took it outside. And so, yeah, I'm really hoping to see more from them. But it was really good to see them revisit that. Because it really felt like, okay, yeah, they want this match. And this is something that's really, really important to them. You could see that, like... Energy And then of course, um, Dan and Kojima sort of squared off as the secondary pair in this match. That was really fun. I thought they looked pretty good together. But yeah, I really just wanted to uh, give a little shout out to, um, yeah, um, Kikaru and Yamato's history together and them getting to sort of act that out and put together a little grudge match in this card, which may or may not come in handy to know later on should Hikaru Sato get another run at the World Junior.
0: Just saying. Before we get to the next show, we take a little detour to DDT Pro Wrestling and Saki Akai's 10th anniversary show. Suama, Dan Tamura, and Hikaru Sato, all with tickets, showed up and confronted Jun Akiyama after his match. Suama told Akiyama, I'm here to make you pay for your sins. Come to the All Japan Ring, Evolution versus DDT. The show he wants Akiyama to show up is the big yogi show on the 8th of september and we'll get more to that later in the show
1: i love when invaders show up to shows with tickets it's so important to me like i just love when that happens it's just so funny but yeah i'm i'm really excited watching them go back and forth on twitter has been really really interesting so uh i'm i'm very excited to see uh suwama and akiyama tee off so smiley do you have any thoughts on that one
2: yeah, I hope uh, Akiyama and Okada just stay in the uh, old Japan after that. Just, like rob their contracts, just, please.
1: Just go home. Bring it
2: back. Yes, bring it back, please. I, I don't ask for much.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm I don't know. We watched Akiyama become DDT faithful. He had that whole storyline. I I don't know. I feel a little attached to <laughs> DDT's Akiyama at this point.
2: It's kind of funny though, because uh Tuwama's been saying uh, Akiyama needs to pay for his sins. That was the funny part of it. Uh, (laughs) I I mean, that feels about
1: right, though. Akiyama needs to pay for
2: his sins. Tuwama probably just holds a grudge over anything, so, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Suwama and Akiyama, both. They're both petty grudge holders, so they're kind of a perfect match in that end. So it's going to be great to watch them go at it uh, up until this match, and then this match itself is going to be really fun.
0: So, day three was on the 19th at Currican Hall. Chek Shimitami, Haito Tamura, Ryuichi Kawakami, and Galana Dimal defeated Ryu Inoue, Yoshitatsu, Asuke Yagi, and Rising Haito in 8 minutes and 55 seconds. Jun Saito and Kono defeated Black Mensa Ray and Eagle Blanc, and Mazda and Keichi Sato in 7 minutes and 22 seconds. Yuriki Doi and Minoru Suzuki defeated Suwama and Hikaru Sato in 10 minutes and 56 seconds. And now the Royal Road begins. And our first match is Dan Tamra defeated Katara Suzuki in 6 minutes and 59 seconds. Takui Nomura defeated Hokuto Mori in 10 minutes and 35 seconds. Satoshi Kojima defeated Rei Sato in 9 minutes and 41 seconds. Sushi Ishikawa defeated Ren Ayabe in 14 minutes and 47 seconds. And in the main event, we have the World Tag Team title match. Kento Miyahara and Yuma Oyagi defeated Riki Honda and Yuji Nagata in 23 minutes and 32 seconds. We have some announcements. On the 2nd of September, they announced Yuma Aoyagi, Ren Ayabi, and Tsuji Ishikawa versus Kento Mihara, Satoshi Kojima, and Yuma Anzai. And as we said before, there will be a triple crown match on the 3rd. More Yoyogi matches. Kento will celebrate his 15th wrestling anniversary by going one on one with Yuma Anzai. So Amago oh got his wish and will team with Dan Tamura and Hikaru Sato to face Jun Akiyama, Yusuke Okada, and Senshiro Takagi. In very exciting news, Koji Uemoto will return to All Japan. He is in an eight-man tag team match with Rui Inoue, Fuminori Abe and Tsukui Nomura to face T-Hawk, Al Lineman, Shikihira Irie and Junjiyo. Koji hasn't wrestled for All Japan since December 2021, so it's good to have him back. He said he wants to see what a new era looks like. Onagi Sayaka made an appearance after the announcements for one of her own. She announced her partner to face Kari and Sari Anu will be Sari. And before we get started... Who was your pick to win the Royal Road Tournament? We weren't able to do it last month, but who did you pick? I picked, Honda was my original pick. And then I saw Nomura was in this tournament. So I thought, okay, Nomura is going to win. Then he will have a match with Yuma and then we'll go from there. But um, yeah, I should have stuck with Honda for a bit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Personally, my pick was Kento uh, and it was Kento until it wasn't Kento anymore. And then it was Honda. Um, but going into this was definitely Kento Miyahara. Like I really, really felt that it was him. He looked great. He was like cutting down and, and his muscles, like he was pumping up at the gym. I was like, oh yeah, it's definitely Kento Miyahara. Like he's definitely challenging. And I still think he will, but we'll, we'll see, but yeah, that was my pick to win. Smiley, what about you?
2: Yeah. I thought it was either we, uh, Kento or Kojima to be fair, but yeah, um, yeah, I think it made sense as well for. Well, I thought they were going to do uh, Aoyagi versus Kento on September 2nd, and then Kojima versus um, Aoyagi on the Yo Yogi show, because uh, Kojima's got a bit of history there. Uh, Yo Yogi, as he beat Kawada to win the Triple Crown for the first time there, so thought they'd run it back.
1: Ooh, that's interesting. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no, I uh, I wasn't sure if we were going to do a two like challenge back to back. I thought that maybe like they would put Kento as the second one um, at Yoyogi just because you don't need any build whatsoever for that match. You can just go off and run with it. But yeah, that's I just wanted to see Kento and Yuma. <laughs> let's be honest, but we still have time. We still have time.
0: Like we all want to see Kento versus Yuma.
1: We do. But uh, for now, we have them tagging together and we have them defending the world tag team titles. So before we get into the Royal Road, uh, let's just talk about this match. What did you guys think, Jesse? What were your thoughts?
0: This was the start of Honda's breakout month. This is where it started right here. He and Nagata don't really make much sense as a team, but they work so well together here and I'm an absolute sucker for a double submission or a team that does the same moves at the same time, and we got that with the Honda Nagata team. Going into this match, I had a sinking feeling that the title may change hands, but it didn't, obviously. Yuma and Kento matches, they don't miss. The tag matches, it, they're just so good. They're so much fun. They're so great. It does make me wonder, though, who will take the titles off them since they are in a weird position now where Yuma used to be the pin taker, but now he's a triple crown champion and Kento doesn't really take that pin as many often. So I wonder what's going to happen with this team.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's a good question. What is going to happen with this team? Cause they are almost like too dominant at this point. Cause I also thought that there was a very solid chance that uh, this title could change hands. Um, and I, th- I thought this would be like Honda's sort of breakout moment where he would, you know, get the titles and then have a big run, you know, very runaway suplex ask uh, because we keep making that comparison with him and Nagata. And I kept not wanting to like this team at all. Like I was very much watching this match um, like you'll see a meme picture of a guy looking like really angry while tapping his foot. That was kind of me. I was I was irritated at how good this match was um, because they worked so well together. Nagata looked. Great. And uh, Honda was just really, really taking to it. And then he starts taking on some of Nagata's moves, and it's just exciting. And Honda looked so good. And if you guys are um, planning on making a Royal R- Road sort of uh, marathon and you're going to run through the matches, run through the best matches, definitely do not skip this one. I do consider it a part of Royal Road because this is, like Jesse said, Honda's big breakout. This is the big. You know, moment he has against these two aces of the company. Because again, also like Jesse said, this tag team looks unstoppable with Kento and Yuma. They are two aces. That's what they look like. That's what they feel like. We've got the ace, the best of the best in Kento Miyahara. And then you have Yuma Aoyagi, the triple crown champion, just defeated Suwama. It's his new era, et cetera, et cetera. And you have Honda taking it to him. And you have Nagata, you know, struggling and fighting against them. And so this match is just really good. Definitely check it out if you are planning on doing a Royal Road run-through because it really does become important to the story as we go forward in the month. Smiley, what were your thoughts?
2: Yeah, this match was, was like, so good. I didn't expect it to be this good at all because the uh, the Honda-Nagata tag matches before this, I weren't really like. They weren't really clicking with me. They didn't really gel it well as a team. But I feel like those were just previews. And this was like the full shebang. Obviously, we got like the dual submissions, Honda doing the uh, Exploder, which looked amazing. Um, Yeah, it was just so good. I think I need to rewatch it again because it was just one of those where it's like, it didn't really click with me how good it was until like the end. So, yeah, amazing match. And uh, definitely like if you're catching up, don't don't skip this match out because it uh, plays a big part for the rest of the month.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a preview match in some ways for the Royal Road, which is really interesting how you do a title <laughs> match to be a preview match, but it it was. That's really what it did. Uh but speaking of the Royal Road, did we uh have any breakout matches? I guess um actually let's just talk about all the Royal Ma- Road matches. Let's just start um straight from it and get to Katara Suzuki versus Dan Tamara. Did you guys have any thoughts on this match?
0: I loved this match so much. I loved this little sprint. It was so much fun. Katara played the main senior to perfection. And of course, Dan with his baby face comeback, you know, that's like he's bread and butter now. Some of the moves did look a little bit rough, but I think it added to the match. I didn't think Dan would win here. I thought, okay, easy win for Suzuki, but he won. And I was 100% You know, with the crowd cheering for Dan and stuff, I was so happy.
1: Same, exactly same. The crowd was just super behind Dan. Every fireman's carry through the beginning just got the crowd more and more and more fired up and just excited for the tournament as a whole. Um, I think it was just a really good opener for the Royal Road. And then Dan kicking out of the Blue Destiny (laughs) was so hype and then immediately kotaro sets up for a tiger driver so you're like oh man out of the frying pan into the fire but then he kicked out of that too so he powers through that too and he just looks all the stronger for it so it was just super super fun it was super excited to see dan win so yeah i love this match it was a super fun match
2: yeah this is uh probably the perfect opener for the tournament i couldn't last for a better match to be honest with you and like um both you mentioned i expected uh kotaro to win and you know i think face um i can't remember who was going to face but yeah i thought definitely so win. i'm going to clicked out of blue destiny all that day but those two power bombs as well to end it were brutal so like jesse was saying the stuff that looked rough it probably it made it the match even better to be honest
0: So the next raw road match is Namora defeating Amore. Amore had new gear again, blue and black this time. I really like the blue and black. Actually, I like it better than red and black. But um, I really like this one. I just it just felt like a fight, and I think Amore did a really good job standing up to Namora and giving back exactly what he got. The elbows were so sharp from both of them. Um, and just a little note on More, I think he needs something to push him to the next level or like a character overhaul. Like he's in this weird stable with Suzuki and Doi. Maybe he can take like a bit of their um, characters and put it in him. Like, I just don't know. Something has to change. I
1: First off, first off.
0: Red Amori is so
1: much better than Blue Amori. I'm sorry. It is. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I've already lost Red Keno. I'm not losing Red Hokuto. No. Okay. I can't do this. I can't. No, um, no. I I do prefer his red gear. His blue gear. He looked fine. He looked good in it. Um, he looked great in this match as a wrestler. Um, but I do miss the red gear. I thought this was a really fun match. Ten minutes of just bachi bachi action. Um, you have some really good, you do have some good character moments. You have um, Hokuto pulling on Nomura's hair. I thought that was a good little um, character moment where he's starting to make that vision of himself as a wrestler come into fruition. And I think that's really what you're getting at, Jesse, is that he's has this vision for himself. And, and we've said this, you know, from episode to episode to episode, he knows what he wants to be, but he just needs to get there little by little by little. And I thought this match was a good baby step towards that. Um, I think you don't have a better dance partner than Takia Nomura um, when it comes to becoming that like cool bachi bachi like you know shooter type wrestler that Hokuto is sort of working towards. Other than Katsuko Nakajima, which um, we got to see him square up uh, during All Together again, and that sort of has set Hokuto on this path. So now we're facing... Taki Nomura, who's another really, really good example of that type of wrestler. So I think, I think this was just a really good pair-up for him. Um, I thought some of these exchanges, like you said, those elbow exchanges looked really good. Hokuto's German on Nomura, where he just sort of chucks him around, looked really threatening. So I think, I think. As a whole, the match looked good, even the brawling in the orange seats. I'm always really picky about spots like that, especially when it comes to camera work. But I thought they looked good. Um, Nomura's charisma sort of carried that spot. You could always see Nomura. He was always very aware of the cameras and he had a very loud charisma that sort of drew your eye. So I thought he did really well. But yeah, I thought this match was good. Um, Yeah, it was definitely I think it was probably my favorite match from this card, I think for the tournament, at least other than the, the main event was my favorite, but as far as tournament match, I think this one was my favorite.
2: Yeah. I'm just going to say, I'm going to side with black and blue or Mori because those are my favorite yeah. colors. <laughs> oh, come so on. Okay. But, um, yeah. I think this is a better performance from him, maybe because he's, I feel like he's a wrestler who excels as a baby face. And obviously he was having to, he was the underdog in the match. So I feel like with the limbo, sort of, it'd help if he was like a baby face because he's been sort of like a heel for like nearly three years now. So, you know, uh, a new fresh coat of paint would do him so good and maybe propel him to the next level that we would want him to be. But yeah, other than that, very, very good match.
0: You do see glimmers of Amore and like what he can be. And they're really, really cool to see. Like you were saying, Rachel, with the, when he went up against... Uh, Nakajima and Go. That was so, so good. And people were talking about him after that. So you can see he has the tools. He just needs to you know, push himself that extra step to get there. He will get there, but it's just frustrating. Like, when are you going to do it? Like, is it now? <laughs> but yeah. moving on, we move to Kojima versus Ray Sato. And Ray is just one gross man taking Koji's nose tape. And put it in his mouth, it just made me feel so sick. It was disgusting. <laughs> um, And he needs a hair tie or something. Or, like, braid his hair like Jake's hair was. I like get um, the referee, Nick Lee, to do it. She used to do Jake's hair, so why not do Ray's hair? But I thought they worked really well together. You know, Ray and June always work well with a bigger man, so this was a good matchup for him. I would have preferred Ray to win. It would be a good step to his story, but all oh, Japan loves New Japan oldies, so... We got Kojima.
1: I loved him eating the nose patch. I loved it. I thought it was so cool. I've said before that Ray Ray Saito is eight-year-old Rachel's favorite wrestler, and that is true all the time. All the time with the wild hair and eating the nose patch it's all perfect to me it's all perfect I would have preferred if he won naturally but I do think that Kojima looked good um that underdog veteran doesn't really work for me a lot it really only works when it's Takao Mori for me like he's the only underdog veteran that I'm like yeah let's go old man but um Kojima did make it work in this match. I think the Saitos look really good against that. Like you said, they they work really well with big men as big men. And, um, yeah, he overcame the big monster and proved he's still got it. So let's go. But, um, yeah, I thought that match was really well done to that end. Did exactly what it needed to do. Uh, yeah, I liked – oh, and this is, is sort of a tiresome thing, but I like – that Ray specifically orders June around to distract the referee like there's a little level of detail to that where it's not just a referee distraction but it's Ray going like hey get him Um, and I thought that was really good you got to see some twin bond um, to that end so I I thought that was cool you get to see just that little level of detail the character work that those two can do is just really good.
2: I just want to say Ray Saito, basically a grizzly bear. He was a wrestler, but yeah, this was this was a cool match uh, for, uh, for for both of them. This is yeah, it was an easy. I think uh, I think I feel like the Saitos have sort of like outgrown the Voodoo Murders stuff, so you know, sooner that comes to an end, the better.
1: I feel like they can do this without the Voodoo Murders. Like they can do sort of their own shtick now. They're pretty much their own characters. So yeah, I agree. Like I think I don't even think they need to change too much. They just sort cord- sort of can do their own branding now and we'd be good. Like it really Voodoo Murders is just the Saito's. Like that's really all we got going on. Sometimes Toshizo will show up. No one cares about Kono. No one cares about Taru. Like no one really like we're here for the Saito brothers. They are the ticket sellers as far as Voodoo Murders goes, the merch guys.
0: So yeah, I agree. We don't we don't need VM. <laughs> And the last Royal Road match. So we have Ishikawa defeating Ayabe. I watched this twice. The first time I didn't like it, but the second time I thought it was so much fun. I had to re-watch it. I like that in this match, Suji had to be the one to slow it down and take down the taller man since he's actually the shorter man in this match. All of Ayabe's comeback and big moves were so cool. I love the kick out at one after he was hit with the fire thunder. I popped with the crowd with that. Suji made him look great and it won't be the last time he did this to... Uh, his opponents in the tournament. Ayabe is still in his mid 20s and he has only been wrestling for three years. So he's just going to get better and better. And we're going to get a better Suji versus Ayabe match in the future. I just can't wait for it.
1: Yeah, I thought this match was good. Um, maybe I need to rewatch it because I, I I didn't dislike it. I thought it was good. Mostly, my only real note was that we just need to sign Ren Ayabe. Like, I'm really on my knees at this point. <laughs> it's He looks so good. And like you said, he's only three years. Into his career, and it's just um, yeah, Shuji Ishikawa is just a really. It's been clear that he's just a really big catalyst to his character and his development as a wrestler. And I really, I, I'm almost at the point where I don't want to separate them. Like I want to, I want him to sign. I want to see where he can go from here. And um, it's just been a delight to watch him grow in the bits and pieces that we've gotten.
2: Uh, I found this one a little bit disappointing. I think it did have, They went a bit uh, too long for. You know, uh, someone of uh, Ren Ayabe's experience, like he's uh, he wrestled in JT1, pretty much everyone there is a rookie. So, you know, wrestling someone like Shuji Kawas is like a big step up. But I think uh, definitely uh, in the future, we want to see another match from these two again.
1: Yeah. Definitely agree. One thing I want to bring up is my favorite storyline of this month is Narki Doy and his DDT Man heavy metalweight title. Um, We get this running gag, and the first time it happened, uh, Suzuki rolls up Doi to attempt to win the title, but Wada was too late on the uptake and didn't count the win on time, which was really funny, and Doi managed to narrowly slither away, and it was just an incredibly funny moment, and it speaks to how well-known DDT's title is, that everybody immediately knew what was going on, the crowd just got behind it. And um, Suzuki was really funny about it too. Like you could see a more bond in that weird unit than we've gotten in a long time. So that was really fun to see. I didn't know what to take of this at first. I was like, oh, okay. They're just doing a funny little DDT spot in all Japan. I guess that that's okay. But then it turns into a running gag throughout the entire month. And I got really, really into it. And now I'm really invested. Uh, we'll probably talk about that later on and we'll sort of throw out what's going on with that because it's become a whole little little bit that they're doing and it's fun. I like it. Doi's very funny with how he likes slithers away and shouts. I enjoyed it. So day four was the first of two Shinkaba first ring shows, which is always very exciting, especially when we go back to back. And our first match was a draw. Dan Tamura and Hikaru Sato versus Renayabe and Shuji Ishikawa went to a 15-minute draw. Toshizo and Rei Saito defeated Yoshitatsu and Ryo Inoue in 5 minutes and 51 seconds. Unagi Saika and Saki defeated Zones and Chichi in 9 minutes and 56 seconds. Hokuto Amori, Naraki Doi, and Naoki Tanazaki defeated Atsuki Aoyagi, Rising Hayato, and Eagle Blanc in 9 minutes and 55 seconds. And then we get into our Royal Road matches. Hayato Tamura defeated Jun Saito in 9 minutes and 16 seconds. Sawama defeated Fuminori Abe in 24 seconds. Kento Miyahara defeated Atsuki Aoyagi in 12 minutes and 21 seconds. And Ruki Honda defeated the Triple Crown Champion, Yumao Yagi, in 14 minutes and 38 seconds. So, yeah, let's just start off with the Royal Road matches. Once again, we have Hayato Tamara versus Jun Saito. What did you guys think?
0: This was just two big guys running to each other, chucking lariats and slaps around. It's the best kind of wrestling. It's very fun, super entertaining. Tamura just fits all Japan. I know we have some problems with too much glee, great, whatever you want to call it, but I would really like to see more of him. And another thing with the Sato's hair, but I've noticed Jun is getting a lot of love from the female fans. People are capturing photos of him and calling him the dark prince. And there have been noting similarities between him and Jake regarding the hair. (laughs) That's really cool to see. June's
1: a handsome man. <laughs> they are. It's it's fun to see sort of the way the fans sort of uh, react to both Ray and June very differently, but uh, but yeah, this this match was it's exactly like you said. It was two big men doing big men things, and you can't really ask much more than that. And I agree with what you said that Hayato. Um, Tamura fits really well into all Japan. I would not mind seeing more of him. And again, we get that late over, overdose. It's, it's a little too much at times, but um, if he could work more in all Japan, I think it would be good for him just, you know, sort of even juggling time between both promotions to give him more of that experience. I think it would be good. I think it would be good for him to work with more big, meaty guys, and All Japan has plenty of them. So I think, I think I'd think i like to see more of him, and I was happy to, to see him go over here.
2: Yeah, I can't say anything more than the both of you, so it was a very good match for Hayato. So hopefully uh, more of him in All Japan, maybe real, real World Tag League, maybe him in Kawakami. We shall see.
0: Let's talk about the 24-second match now. I feel like this was a monkey paw situation. Like the fans will get a match that everyone was excited about, but it'll be over in thirty seconds. I was so excited for this match. I had this down as one of the matches of the tournament. It did start out pretty good, but once the one we hit the drop kick, that was it. But to be honest, it was an awesome drop kick.
1: Yeah, I mean, for what it was, those twenty-four seconds rules. Um, I did I really enjoyed it it was fun Abe got to show off his personality and style despite the length of the match which is not, really impressive honestly given that it wasn't really a match but um, and then Suwama doing that drop kick was absolutely awesome and then him slapping Abe's stomach after the pin was just so cool and so full of the ace's confidence and I, I genuinely enjoyed that but as a concept kind of a letdown we had a whole little brawl segment and then a 24 second match afterwards and yeah i felt like i was sold something and then they kind of bait and switched me out of it the monkey's paw situation is probably a good explanation or a good way to describe it too uh but yeah i i don't know i saw some like takes on twitter that were like oh man i really wanted a violent giants versus astronauts match and now we're not gonna get it like but what if we do what if we get some some revenge from Abe, looking looking to fight? So I I don't know. I think actually this might lead to more than people think it will. So I'm I'm being optimistic here, but I don't know. I think I think we might get more in the future. I think they've promised us too much for them to leave it at a twenty four second match.
2: Yeah, I'm just kind uh, of sad that they tease this with like. The grappling and the amateur wrestling stuff on the Hodegaya public wall cool, show sure. I was like, damn, this is gonna be a banger. But yeah, for 24 seconds, couldn't ask me for much more. I just uh, hope from now on Suwama so ends every match with a with a big ass rub kick. Well
0: so well, moving on yeah. Moving on to a match that was longer than 24 seconds, Kento defeated Aski. And this is probably gonna be Um, unpopular but don't hate me for this but there is something about the asking kento pairing in singles that just doesn't work for me i remember last year they had a singles match and i was really looking forward to it and it ended up being just fine and that's what i thought about this ace versus junior ace should be right in my alley but it just doesn't click for me there it was good wrestling in this obviously you know we have the aces but I wouldn't rewatch it for the third time because I rewatched it twice in case I changed my opinion, but no.
1: I, yeah, I disagree. <laughs> In every way. I love this match. I thought it was fantastic. I don't know. Um, I thought it was great. It was fast paced and they went right into a standoff after that fast paced opening. And then you could just feel it like, oh, that's an ace and an ace against each other. Like it was exciting. And uh, the crowd got really, really into it. We got the Shinkaba crowds, which, you know, redeemed a lot of the crowds this month, uh, especially next night we'll talk about that but yeah this match was really well constructed kento just absolutely demolished otsuki until otsuki managed to fire up and make some good old-fashioned baby face counters into a small comeback and it, it was fast-paced it was fun i really liked it i thought that they had really good chemistry so i don't know i feel completely differently smiley what do you think
2: yeah, I think I think it was a good little match. Like uh, I think they probably leaned more into their personalities more than the you know the wrestling itself. I think it's just one of those where it's like, you know, they can cook up something you know special, but you know, uh, you're not you're not gonna get that in a shinkabear wrestling thingy. But other than that, good match.
1: We also did have um, some Evolution Joshi. Um, represented on this show. I always want to do like a quick little check in with them. I thought about skipping this match, but then I, you know, I'm a fan of Saki and I want to keep an eye on the Evolution girls as they develop. So I watched it. Um, And I thought it was, I thought it was fine. That's uh, Zones and Chi-Chi versus Inagi Sayaka and Saki. Um, Zones and Chi-Chi are starting to develop a little dynamic and some tag team maneuvers. I thought it was really cute. Chi-Chi is very dedicated to like this idle side of wrestling and being this cheerful Barbie girl with a stubborn and determined side. And then Zona's is this no nonsense ass kicker. Um, she's just there to, you know, beat people up and look cool, but they can get along even though they don't quite agree with their styles of wrestling. So I thought it was kind of fun. It, they fun to see their characters come together. And then, um, Unagi calls out Sunny in the end, uh, expressing concern that she's falling behind the other two girls. So she calls her out for a singles match. So that's sort of where we're at on the uh, Evolution Girls side of things. And yeah, I wanted to give them a little bit of a shout. I didn't know if you guys had thoughts on that match.
0: I thought it was fine. I have no real complaints about the match. I just was thinking that Japan kind of dipped their toe into the Joshi wrestling scene with the Eva girls and the Christmas Day match we had last year. But then, like, slowly moving in, they just went all in. Like, they just cannonballed into the pool. Like, this, they're in right now. I don't hate it. I think it's cool to see Josie wrestlers I've never seen before or seen them um, wrestle, and I've heard of them. So it's really cool in that perspective. But I just want to know what their end goal is. Like, is the Evo girls going to become, like, a fully-fledged Josie promotion, have more than three matches, or they are going to introduce a women's title into All Japan? I would just like to know more.
1: Yeah, you know, actually, I'm I'm almost curious for your thoughts on this, Smiley, because the way that they are now approaching Joshi um, and doing these women's matches is starting to feel very similar to how Glate does them. And that sort of goes back to how I felt Wrestle 1 did them. A lot of the time where you have this one figure sort of commanding this pseudo division where they're bringing in a lot of outsiders to face this one figure. And it's now sort of becoming Unagi Sayaka where she gets up in the ring and she talks about like, Oh, come see my upcoming match and I'm choosing, sorry, as my partner. And then you sort of have the evolution girls sort of in there, the mix as well. And it's becoming sort of not really a division, but definitely its own thing separate of the all japan that i know and that i'm used to but i've seen this like i've seen this this is very similar to what glade does and this is very similar to what i saw out of like Hanakimura in wrestle one so i was wondering if you also saw that comparison and how you thought about it
2: yeah i saw the same thing but i would say i think what all japan needs to do like to separate themselves from like those two images is to like more serious about it like obviously uh, all Japan's probably got the smallest roster from like the main uh, Japanese men's promotion so you know um, obviously they only got three wrestlers now but I feel like the goal should be to have like a a full-fledged division maybe you know instead of having the one match maybe have uh, two or three matches maybe Um, but yeah I think I think they're sort of going about it the right way though because obviously they're still rookies that probably only have like four Or five matches since they debuted, so uh, in a sense, and I think obviously, like, I don't think Unagi is the best wrestler or anything, but she definitely brings eyes to the company. And um, that, that one uh tag match that they announced at the new yogi shows, like, definitely gonna hit and obviously, hopefully, bring some more fans to Japan,
1: yeah, yeah, I, I agree. All right. So our last match of the Royal Road, sorry, I took a quick like detour before we got into uh, Riki Honda versus Yumao Yagi. What did you guys think about Yuma's cursed (laughs) Royal Road tournament (laughs) where he loses in the
0: first round once again? Jesse, if you want to start us off. The day he gets past the first round is the day he's winning the Royal Road. That's when he's going to win. He has to get past the first round sometime. Like, come on. But this was Honda's match. He had the audience in the palm of his hands. It was his month. He deserved it. Of course, he has his fans. But like I said, Honda's month. They were so brutal in this match. Their elbow exchange and just their anger from the faces just added to this whole match. I loved Honda's pin where he kind of like threw Yuma into the ropes, kneeled down, threw Yuma off his shoulders and pinned him. I hope that makes sense. It's so cool to watch. One thing I do love about this parent is that they're both so young. So they're going to be going at it for years and years and just get better and better. But Honda, beat the Triple Crown champion, huh? He did. He did. And he's earned himself a
1: shot now. Um, Yeah, I thought this match was phenomenal. I thought this was really good. I did want to I wanted to make sure we saved it for last because it is just it's such a good match. Um, And like I said, if you are listening to this and you want to do just a quick run through. And if actually if you haven't watched All Japan at all, watching Honda's run through the Royal Road is a really good get to know the promotion because you do you run through these aces and you get to know your Triple Crown champion through this match. And and you really do. He looked amazing. This match was so brutal. And I really, really want to see a rematch. I mean, we've been calling for the Honda versus Aoyagi Triple Crown match for a hot minute now. Like we were talking about it all last month and now we really need to see it. And they teased it. So hopefully Aoyagi holds on to that title long enough to get that Honda match. Because this this is it. This is such a good golden pair for this promotion that if they like go in on it like the charisma and character that those two have to play off against each other and like this incredible hard-hitting match it it could be gold it really could be so hopefully we'll see this rivalry move into the future what did you think smiling
2: yeah this was like a best match of the tournament just i think feel like from the get-go it just felt like um something special is going to happen, you know. Uh, I, de- I did not think, like, Honda would win the tournament or even beat out Yuma. So, you know, for him to have done it, beat Triple Crown champion, and the way he did it as well, like, he came off as, like, the better wrestler by far, in a sense. And it was a big statement, and, uh, you know, another uh, feather in his cap for the month. And hopefully, hopefully, uh. If uh, things go the way that every All Japan fan wants them to go, then uh, maybe in like the October a tour they can do that Triple Crown championship match.
1: God, I hope so. <laughs> oh man, fingers crossed! Every <laughs> All Japan fan wishing and dreaming for that match. Yeah, so let's hope.
0: Let's hope we get there. I think if he wins, he becomes the youngest Triple Crown champion of all time. Oh, yeah, he does taking over Kento's record. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he is younger than Kento when Kento won it. That is that's high stakes. That's mm. high stakes. I don't think Honda's gonna win it though, even if he challenges Yuma, but he might, but I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I'm not ready for Yuma's reign to end anytime soon.
2: <laughs> I do think he'd break he'd break Kento's record though. Like I feel like he would win the triple crown within like the next year or two. Yeah. At least.
1: Yeah, I think I think Kento has enough records at this point that that he can afford to lose a few. Yeah, Yeah. he's fine. He he's fine. (laughs) He'll he'll moan about it, but
0: he's fine. I thought uh, Honda had a good chance of breaking Kento's record, but you always have like Yuma Anzai just waiting there. Like Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he'll break Kento's record.
1: We'll see. We'll see, especially if uh, the Royal Road winner wins this uh, tournament. I think you might, I don't we'll, we'll know. We'll talk about that once we get there. But uh, yeah, let's, are we good? we
0: got to move to day five first. Yeah, let's move on to day five. So day five was on the 22nd, also at Shikiba First Ring. Katara Suzuki and Kechi Sato defeated Black Man So Right and Hikaru Sato in eight minutes and 10 seconds. Al Linderman, Abe and Soma Watanabe defeated Rising Hayato, Ri Inoue and Angel Blanc in 8 minutes and 55 seconds. Jun Sato and Rei Sato defeated Yoshitatsu and Ren Ayabe in 9 minutes and 55 seconds. Yuma Oyagi, Asuka Oyagi and Yuma Anzai defeated Hokuto Amore, Noriki Doi and Noriki Tanazaki in 9 minutes and 45 seconds. And for Royal Road matches, we have Suama defeating Hayato Tomura in 9 minutes and 17 seconds. Satoshi Kojima defeated Sakai Nomura in 9 minutes and 17 seconds also. Tsuji Ishikawa defeated Dan Tamura in 14 minutes and 21 seconds. And in the main event, Riki Honda defeated Kento Miyahara in 16 minutes and 57 seconds. Man, I,
1: I this show was pretty good, but I mostly remember the main event <laughs> just because of how incredible the main event was. But let's just work through these, uh, these, uh, Royal road matches from the top down and then get to the main, shall we? So Suwama defeated Hayato Tamura. Um Yeah, this, this was uh, another big men going at a match, like just very, uh, very beefy. And uh, I thought it was fine. I thought it was a real match, unlike the last Suwama match. So that's about as much as I could ask for. I thought Hayato was really enjoyable. It was fun seeing him take it to the old ace um, he played a pretty good, unlikely baby face. Um, so I thought that was, I thought it was enjoyable. It wasn't, um the most amazing match. One thing I liked actually was Captain Lou's review. He compares him to Zeus and that he could sort of play a similar role in the company. And I I could be really down for that. He's the same meaty, cool guy vibe that isn't like quite lovable underdog like Ashino, but he's not like an unstoppable monster either. So I I liked it. I thought that would be a, a good little fit for him.
0: I have the same note about Captain Lou. He's right. Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> he's just right. Yeah, like he's big, he's muscly, you know, he's got blonde hair. He's like Zeus, but like, you know, version two, perfect replacement. Baseball Zeus. Uh, this this match was fine. I thought it would be more like the June Sato match, but it was a little bit slower, a bit more submission-based, but the hits were heavy and flowing freely. I enjoyed it. It was another thirty seconds match. I was hoping uh, Tamara win. It would be nice to have a younger Royal Road than what we got, but it is what it is.
2: Yeah, I was hoping a uh, Kyoto win this match as well because it'd be you know a bit a bit different to what we're used to. You know, it'd have been a, uh, a new match as well in the semi-finals. So a oh, good match. Um, yeah, hope to see more of them do against each other soon.
0: So let's talk about Kojima versus Nomura. And I have to say, when it comes to Kojima matches, sometimes I just don't want to watch it. Like, I'm sick of this old man. But I watched this one and I really liked it. I thought he and Nomura were equally matched and worked well together. The lariats were brutal and I loved it. But just like the match before, I wish Nomura won. He was my pick to win.
1: Yeah, there were a lot of, like, fiery young guys versus grizzled vets. Um, matches on this show which was very interesting it was it was an interesting way to structure it and this one had a different flavor because Nomura is you know so fierce and um, I loved when he slapped Kojima with like a fierceness during that tech flex and I also adored Takia doing the uh, Ichazo with just great enthusiasm from the crowd which is hard to do it is hard to steal Kojima's catchphrase and get the crowd behind you is that is not easy so that speaks to both this shinkaba crowd which was incredible crowd probably the loudest i've ever heard shinkaba which is really saying something and um and also towards how beloved nomura has become in all japan and that's just really good to see yeah i thought this match was fine nomura looked great um kojima definitely knows how to turn it on when it's time to turn it on i didn't really think it was spectacular but i enjoyed it um the end result did disappoint me. I won't lie and say it didn't, but Kojima really wasn't a bad choice. Like he's he puts butts in seats, so that's all I can say to that. Like he's popular, so yeah, I thought it was a good match.
2: So it's hot take time. Not gonna lie, I'm not really the biggest uh, biggest fan of both these wrestlers in all Japan. Mm. But, um... So, uh, I wasn't the biggest one in this match, but um, I think the best part was probably uh, Takeo Nomura stealing uh, Kojima's catchphrase. And I think (laughs) the fans are applying to Takiyo Nomura just as they wanted him to win and not Kojima. So, we got another.
1: Um, young in versus old vet match next with Ishikawa versus Dan Tamara. And this one's by far the best one by far. This is just stuck to the basics. Beast mode beatdown all the way through with Dan fighting through tooth and nail for any offense. And the crowd ate it right up. It was just I love this match. It was the perfect match for me. It's the perfect match I like to see out of Shuji Ishikawa. You got your Hayato match, you got your Anzai match, and now you've got your Dan match. So just those kinds of classic Shuji Ishikawa beatdowns against a young man who just looks incredible and the crowd was great one of my favorite parts was this die hard dan fan who kept screaming instructions at dan during the match like it was just a really uninhibited free crowd like they were just letting it rip and i thought that was really fun um, yeah, it just looked great. Um, throwing Dan into the turnbuckle was brutal. It was just disgusting. Um, and Dan still managed to kick out. It was, it was just good. Um, yeah. I really, really love this match.
0: This was such an amazing baby face performance by Dan. He smashed it out of the park. Loved it. Suji did what he does best. Hit hard, making his opponent looks like a million bucks. I said this before, but I don't think people give Suji enough credit from how good he makes his hip opponents look, like nearly every match. But Dan, he was excellent. I really enjoyed his deadlift gut wrench powerbomb, like shades of ashino there. Just every time we lift up Suji, it pops me. We have to remember Dan is still a junior here, and Suji is like a real big heavyweight. So he did great. The lawned out backdrop knee strike combo by Suji was just nasty, and I thought it would be the end, but Dan kept on hanging on. Uh, Hokuto and Honda have had breakout months, and I hope Dan gets his breakout months soon.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, this match ruled, um, you know, amazing performances from both of them. You know, Shijushka won his A game when it comes to the bullying, and uh, Dan Tomura being the big babyface as always. That, uh, that one, that sport was kind of nasty. I don't really cringe out a lot of wrestling stuff, but that one made me cringe but um yeah i, I think uh I, re- I really wish i watched this match live and unspoiled because uh i think i would have enjoyed it a hell of a lot more
1: i think that's fair i don't know i thought this was just the perfect match. but uh but this main event this main event was like i said it it rewrote my memories of this entire show and i pretty much only remembered Honda versus Kento Miyahara um, so I need to know your thoughts on it Jesse you had a really good um, comment about the crowd that you said it was like what did you say a
0: Honda fan convention yeah <laughs> yeah this was pro Honda this crowd I loved him usually you'd get like dual chance, but Kento chants were drowned out it like like I said a Honda fan convention at Shinkiba just every single thing Kento did, Honda had an answer for. He was on the offense for the majority of this match and he didn't let up in, like any second. Of course, Kento got his knees and forearms in, but this was Honda's moment and everybody knew that. Like, I don't think many people thought, okay, Kento's going this match to win. Like, this is Honda's month. No one's going to stop him except for somebody. But um, pinning the ace after only graduating from the rookie status less than two years ago is crazy. The place exploded like he won it in front of a thousand people. Um, instead of this small little Shinkiba venue, this is Honda's month. Full stop.
2: Yeah, I think this, this Honda performance was so good. And obviously, he's he's only twenty three, and is like it was like his um, performance against him in the Triple Crown title match last year it was like so much poison just like he was ready for that moment and he took it uh, you know like i said it was a honda fan convention and nothing was going to stop him from beating kento and just great great match and uh yeah he's uh cemented his place for mvp of the month after this whole run
1: oh yeah no no question about it it's it's honda's mvp of the month for sure i don't think we we even have to put that one to a vote um, I didn't watch this live, but I would have been so mad <laughs> if Honda lost after all of that and the, the crowd was just going wild. Like, it's Like you said, there couldn't have been anybody else but Honda. Um, one, my favorite spot was probably the Nagata luck too. Um, I thought that looked phenomenal. Kento sold that like he was losing life. Um, he just built so much drama in that hold. Like I thought it could have been the end of the match with Kento passing out, which is kind of insane to think about. But um and the the ending is insane as it is. Like I will never be a fan of Honda teaming with Nagata, like it just wasn't my thing, but him using more of Nagata's moves was a fantastic side effect and these three matches have just really been a joy, like the three matches leading up to this part. And like I said, just watch Honda's run. If nothing else, this row tournament was pretty good. But if, if you're going to watch something and you're short on time, watch Honda's run. Because this was just really, really good. I thought this match looked fantastic. We had a lot of really good character moments, but a lot of really good wrestling too. And yeah, he and Kento just worked great together, which is so funny because I the first time you know, Kento and Honda sort of fought in that tournament for the triple crown. I wasn't really big on Honda, and and now we're here, and it's a whole new world. So I'm really really excited. But yeah, good good match.
0: A match I just want to mention, just because it made me smile so much, is the Aoyagi Anzai match when they defeated Omare Doi and Tanizaki. And Newman's been like the ultimate good guy, giving out free fans to the fan um, during his entrance. And this, if you like the DDT Man heavy metal stuff, watch this match. Like everybody tried to pin Doi. Like I think Hokuto tried to pin him twice. Newman even went one step further and pinned the referee and even tried on Usky, but nobody was there to count the three count. Um, it was just fun. It made me smile so much. Doi is perfect for these chaotic six-man tags. Like more Doi in these matches. It's great. But uh, my favorite spot was Yuma taunting Doi and Doi just kicking him in the face. It was the perfect kick. It was a perfect sell. It's just a really fun, make you smile match.
1: My favorite roll up on Doi in this match was actually Anzai because they all had to like tell Anzai to do it they were like they're like go go you try to you try and then Anzai like gets a gut shot on him on Doi anyway because he has to do it the right way and then rolls him up <laughs> and it's so squeaky clean good guy Yuma Anzai that it just it was so funny um and then of course Yuma being the annoying big brother on otsuki was great too and and yeah um he was, it was just really funny. They're, they're really fun. And like you said, Doi just sort of fits into this chaotic six man style really well. Like I love Doi. I just love him.
0: Okay. Now we move on to the Gleet Life is a Challenge show. All Japan and Gleet held their second crossover show, but this time it was Gleet hosting. We won't go over the full card. Instead, talk about just one match. This was the junior heavyweight title match where Al Linderman defeated Rising Haito in 11 minutes and 10 seconds, <laughs> and we're all pretty disappointed. Um, I wasn't happy this was on a Glade show. I know people could argue this was a crossover show, but in the end, it's on Glade's channel. It's not on All Japan. It's a, basically a Glade show. This was a far better match than the Inoue-Linderman match. Very competitive where no wrestle, uh, out wrestled each other, I thought. It sucks that Hayato lost. This is his fourth junior heavyweight title challenge. It's kind of like reminding me of watching Yuma lose five Shrill Count matches and then winning on his sixth. I hope it doesn't take six. Like, he's ready for it. Everybody loves him. The fans are obsessed with him. You know, he's getting more cheese than Kento now, which is crazy. You don't hear anything negative about him. Maybe they're holding off because of the Hiromu match coming up. I have no idea. And Hikaru Sato came out to challenge next. And at the time of the recording, we don't have a date set yet.
1: Yeah, I think I think you're kind of right that there might be some politics at play where he it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for him to hold the belt and then go against Hiromu, who very likely will not lose that match. So I don't know. That might be on their mind. But, you know, Hiromu pinning the champion wouldn't be the end of the world like no one would really care. Um, So I don't know. the, The result wasn't. What anybody wanted, no one in the crowd. Like for this being a great show, everybody was pretty pro-hayato. Like Linda had his fans, but um, everybody was definitely pulling for Hayato for the most part. And um, otherwise, I thought it was a good match. It's a good match between two really good professional wrestlers. They looked really competitive, it was really good. Um, there was this really fantastic side apron DDT from Hayato that looked really good and then there was this insane power bomb spot he did where he used momentum from the roll up to get Linda up and moved him into this weird MC Escher position for a powerbomb. It was really good. Um, And the finish was really fun with Linda showing off his insane suplexes leading into the pin. So I thought this was a really good match. Um, But, you know, it's heartbreaking. And Haito's facials were really, really good, too. Um, He had his cool composed beauty persona. And then he had like the shock when Linda would pounce him. I thought this was just really fun to watch, um, but one sort of moment I want to point out was Haito looking so forlorn when touching the title before the match. The referee shows him the title and he touches it with both hands and looks at it so longingly, and it just reminded me of the press conference with Otsky, where he said, He's only has eyes for the world junior and it just had so much yearning and longing in it. It just makes me want to see him with the belt more and more and more and more. So you can just really believe how badly he wants it. Once he gets there, it's going to be like the moment. And then, yeah, Sato challenges after. I thought he looked amazing. He looked like this veteran ace coming in to take the title home. Linda mentioned he was worried about this match. So I don't know. I think Sato going to win it. I do. I think we've got that match with Hiroshi Yamato on the horizon that I mentioned earlier. I think, Sa- think Sato is bringing that belt home. And then Rising Hayato will win eventually. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I didn't have the time to uh, watch that match, but it's a it's a shame that you know Hayato was lost another um, world junior title match. Uh, felt like you know it was his time. Maybe it was the right person, wrong time kind of thing. But um, yeah, I think I got I got that feeling that Sato probably going to win, and uh, at least, well, fingers crossed, we do get that Sato and Yamato uh, title match after.
1: So that brings us to day six, the Royal Road Finals. And that was on the 27th at Aichi Nagoya International Conference Center. Uh, Before the show started, All Japan held a 10-bell salute for Terry Funk, who passed away on the 23rd of August. All Japan did release a statement saying that Terry Funk was trusted greatly by Giant Baba in raising the flag of All Japan. And, And that could, that barely scratches the surface, of what Terry Funk meant to um, Japanese wrestling. He was extraordinarily popular in Japan. He's a veritable superstar that dominated the scene as top Geico Kujin until, of course, Stan Hansen takes over that mantle. Um, Actually, just the other day on Mick Foley's podcast, Foley is Pod, which was generously transcribed by Wrestling Inc., he describes Funk as iconic in Japan and talks about how fans would recognize him and stop him in sushi restaurants and the like. He notes that funk was always, and I quote, incredible with his supporters and would always take time for them. And that really just goes to show what kind of person funk was and who he was to Japanese fans. And more than that, he just meant a ton to the industry as a whole. Um, We mentioned this actually on our episode on Jumbo Saruta, But Terry and Dory trained Jumbo in America, and they were instrumental to his journey of becoming AJPW's ace and the legend we know him as today. But he was also pivotal to Genetro Tenru and Atsushi Onita, just to name a few. So he was a massive influence on not only AJPW, but also FMW. So his passing was mourned worldwide, including across Japan. As seen, um, AJPW did that beautiful 10 bell salute, so did Noah. And then there was also the cover of Shukan Pro Wrestling where they did a really, really lovely Terry Funk tribute with beautiful pictures and this really nice write-up by Ryu Tomomi. It's worth checking out if you had the chance to do so. Tomomi recounts a lot of Terry's time in Japan. And how indispensable he was to AJPW in the 70s, including helping out with the booking during this time, which I didn't actually know. So it was really cool that like AJPW's Twitter released that statement as well. But yeah, he helped out with the booking and was just really, really important to all Japan. Um, One thing that I also liked was Tomomi stating that Terry's West Texas pride was not so different than Japanese fighting spirit. And the Japanese fans could face, could really, really feel that. And he thanks Terry for sharing that pride with everybody. So with that out of the way, I really just wanted to talk about Terry Funk um, at this time. But with that, that out of the way, we got into the Royal Road finals. We have Aigle Blanc and Renayabe defeated Konakai and Ro NOA in seven minutes and 38 seconds. Ruki Honda defeated Sawama in a semifinal match in seven minutes and 28 seconds. Satoshi Kojima defeated Shuji Ishikawa in 10 minutes and 44 seconds, setting our final to be Satoshi Kojima versus Ruki Honda. Hayato Tamura and Kazuma Sakamoto then defeated Hokuto Omori and Naoki Tamazaki in nine minutes and 36 seconds. And then we had a double title match AJPW's six-man tag team titles and the KOD's six-man tag team titles in a match against Saki Akai, Hideki Okutani, and Yukio Sakaguchi, where they defeated ATM, Black Mernsure, and Takao Amori in eight minutes and 51 seconds. We then had the G-Infinity tag team title match. Jun Saito and Ray Saito defeated Hartley Jackson and Kotaro Suzuki in 11 minutes and one second. And then we had a big old 10-man with Takia Nomura, Fuminori Abe, Dan Tamura, Hikaru Sato, and Yuji Nagata defeated Kento Miyahara, Yuma Aoyagi, Atsuki Aoyagi, Rising Hayato, and Yoshitatsu in 13 minutes and 58 seconds. We then had our Royal Road Finals where Satoshi Kojima defeated Ruki Honda in 17 minutes. So, yeah, let's go ahead and just start with the uh, three Royal Road matches. We got our semifinals where we had Honda versus Suwama. Um, this match, I liked it. It wasn't as hype as the other Honda matches. Um, still, definitely, you guys should check it out. The result was phenomenal. I thought there were some really, really great lariats just in general. It's a good lariats match. Um, but, yeah, I thought the, the finishing stretch was really exciting as well. Um, but yeah, what were your thoughts on this match? I thought it was i thought it was good. It wasn't my favorite, but it was good.
0: It was just a quick match since one of these had to wrestle again. Obviously, Honda had to wrestle again in the show. But Suama was pretty brutal here. He made Honda work for it. Honda did hit a nice couple of lariats, like you said, Rachel. They looked really cool. And I liked Wada, who was on commentary, who had like a shocked expression when Suama kicked out because I had the exact same expression. Um, go back and listen to it, please. It's pretty funny. But... No offense to the crowd by getting two Shikiba shows back to back. Like I was just like, they need to be louder. Like this crowd needs to be louder. Like, come on, like wake up or something. But um, yeah, no offense to the crowd.
1: A little offense to the crowd. The crowd was not as loud as they could have been. They they could have pulled for Honda a little louder. But yeah. Smiley, what were your thoughts?
2: Yeah, this is a good little match for, you know, obviously uh uh, one of them is going to have to wrestle later, so that's what it was going to be. Uh, cool match. I think the Musou part was cool because I didn't think he'd be able to hit on someone like Suama's size, but yeah. Um, I would say um, a bit like the first show we talked about, like the presentation and that atmosphere just probably hurt some of the, you know, the quality of the matches or like, um, how do you say it, person's, uh, how uh, excited they are for it or how into the match they are, I guess.
1: Next up, we have our second um, semifinal match. That was Ishikawa versus Kojima. And I like this match a little bit more. I did. Um, I thought that the crowd energy started to get there a little bit Um, with Kojima. They definitely were more behind him than expected. But yeah, they... It was sort of less like a chore to check off the list and more just like, okay, yeah, Kojima won. That made sense. And um, Ishikawa made him work for it. That's for sure. Um, The backdrop and the dragon suplex, they looked phenomenal in this match. I really, really popped for that. Um, But yeah, this was a uh, this was a pretty solid match. I liked it. Um, Wasn't my favorite again, but um, I, I don't know. I think the crowd definitely did hurt. A little bit but like I said the crowd was more for Kojima um, in this match against Shuji so I, I was getting into it I was starting to get into it and I thought it was pretty good
0: my favorite part was when the commentators called Shuji's elbows in the corner machine gun elbows like Kojima's uh, machine yeah, that gun was chops good. but that was good. other than that like no notes. like this is the Kojima match I don't want to watch oh <laughs>
2: Um, I think this is uh, probably one of those. Maybe it's a bit of a shame that it lasted uh, as long as he did. Maybe it could have gone on a bit longer. You know, uh, Shuji brought out the best in Yuji U- Nagata, and I feel like he probably could have done the same with Kojima. So, yeah, it's a bit of a shame. Uh, that's very rare for me to say about Satoshi Kojima match. So that's why really nice it's a decent so match. Before we
1: get into the um. Before we get into the Royal Road Finals, did you guys have any thoughts on the other title matches? So the uh, six-man double title match, did you guys have any thoughts on that?
0: The DDT trio is probably the best trio um, we've had to hold the six-man belts, but what now? Like, what's the direction of these belts? Why does All Japan think giving the belts to more outsiders uh, is good for them? it's frustrating i don't know what they can do with the belts like either they are we going to work more with ddt or they're just going to hold it like uh is holding the goro tv title it's just we have a lot of these issues with titles and all japan could use them so much better but we say that month in month out
1: My personal belief uh, is that Saki Akai should hold every belt in the world. But, you know, um, that might just be me. No, I, I thought this match was good. It was fine. Um, the Eruption Trio gave Mensure and ATM a lot. Like they sold a lot for them. They were very generous in this match. Like there were parts where ATM like slingshotted Okatani and Okatani was like running for him to give him more momentum. Um Yeah, it it was a match um, in and of itself. And I agree with you that what now, Um, what happens next is Mensure and ATM decide to propose a rematch, um, this time with Dash Chisako from uh, Sendai Girls. So we're just getting more of the same, I guess. Um, But in theory, Eruption as a trio could be really, really good. Um, as champions, we'll see. Uh, Saki only has two months left in her career, so I don't know where we're gonna go. Uh, Smiley, did you have any thoughts?
2: Uh, Yukio Sakaguchi is welcome back in all Japan anytime. We're missing a kicker, and um, Wada Kyohei's slow count was just his normal count, so you know it wasn't. He didn't really do any favors to ATM.
1: Yeah, you're right. That wasn't like a particularly convincing bribe. I didn't even register that as being oh, what a wanna slow count. Wow. Did you guys have any thoughts on the G Infinity title match with June Saito, Ray Saito versus Hartley Jackson and Kotaro Suzuki? No. Uh,
2: it was a good match. It was a bit stupid to do a rematch though, but uh, it probably doesn't help that I didn't watch their first match.
1: Yeah, I didn't watch the first match either, um, but I didn't know it was a rematch until I was like reading post-match like comments. But uh, yeah, I thought it was fine. Like it was it was a nice match. I'm glad that the um, G Infinity titles are with All Japan right now because we don't really have the All Japan or sorry, the All Asia belts like. Active right now. We, we sort of do, but we sort of don't. Uh so yeah, I I think it's fine. I like the Saitos, they deserve to be champions of something. So this works out and they were fun. It was a good, fun little character match. Um,
0: so yeah. Oh, I will say after the match, uh Dan came out oh, and yeah. proposed a double title match, the G Infinity tag titles and the UN tag titles. So I don't think a date's been announced for that, but um yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah, I agree. So,
1: uh that brings us to the Royal Road finals. Uh we have Satoshi Kojima versus Ryuki Honda. And uh yeah, this this match the crowd felt pretty tired <laughs> unfortunately during this match. Um I thought it was fine. It was solid. Um I, I liked the other matches a little bit more um, as far as Honda's matches go. I definitely, this one ranks sort of the lowest for me. Honda looked very convincing though. He looked like a convincing baby face who was just slightly out of his depth against the more experienced Kojima. The crowd was pulling for him. Um, again, the crowd could have been louder, but it was good. I don't think he lost anything in defeat. And that's really what I want to get at here is um, I've seen people take like, Oh, all Japan's not pushing any of their youth. No, no, they're definitely pushing their youth and they're definitely showing off Honda. Like Honda made it to the finals against Satoshi Kojima. He had a full match against him. This wasn't a 24 second squash. Like this was a match and um, yeah, Alicia and I were discussing this, but yeah, um, Yeah, now we have Kojima fighting on the third. And um, there's a really, really distinct possibility that Kojima will win. And Alicia was sort of really putting it out here that that's not the end of the world. We have this youth movement going on with All Japan right now that this could really end up setting up a generational war. And this can really give us the push to finalize this, put the nail in the old old new Japan, you know, old heads coffin and end it. Like we've, we get Kojima out of the way and we're good. So, you know, there's, there's some good here. There's a lot of good. He has history in all Japan. I don't love the prospect of him having another triple crown run, but if he does, it's not really the end of the world. I think we can build new stars. I don't think this means all Japan is in the mud, which I have seen. Floating around, we've it opens the gateway to people like Honda, to like Amori. Um, even Yuma Anzai <laughs> could take the title somewhere down the line. I really think that's a possibility. Um, I would prefer if Yuma Aoyagi retains on the third. Um, I really, really would prefer it. But if Han, if Kojima wins, so be it. I think he made, um, I think he made Honda look really good in defeat. So, I have optimism towards the future here.
0: Oh, I hope Yuma doesn't lose. I waited years to see him win this <laughs> title. Just even to lose to an old man. But um, we'll get to that later. But Honda had fancy new entrance gear a vest oh, with like no. spiky shoulders and a spiky collar. I thought that was cool. I still think he's learning more about his character and needs to find like he's perfect style but I think it's a step in the right direction and I do like the color scheme on this there's a bit of blue mixed in with the black and silver but um Rachel you're so positive <laughs> my notes are so negative <laughs> like did you ever just turns oh, was- me off when watching matches like this like Honda defeated the triple grand champion he defeated the old ace he defeated the current ace and then he lost to a guy who's nearly 30 years he's senior like I couldn't believe that I know Honda won the champion Carnival match against Kojima, but it's just like, I really wanted him to win this one. It was his tournament. And yes, he is young and have plenty more chances, but it just sucks. Like it really sucked the energy out of the crowd and people watching at home. But I will say some of the lariats looked nasty, especially the second last one. Like I thought that was done, the second last lariat. I know the English or Japan Twitter has been disappointed, but I've seen more and more disappointment and anger come from the Japanese side of All Japan Twitter, like they had done with the old New Japan stars. Like I was really surprised by that because they're more than the English side. But like we said, in the end, Kojima wins and he faces Yuma for the Triple Crown. And backstage, Honda says he has graduated from Ganyo of Anarchy, So he's going out on his own. Ashino, seeing the news, says he. Does he want a diploma? And now GOA stands for Graduates of Ashino.
1: Heartbreaking. I'm upset hey. about this. Smiley, what are your thoughts about this match and also about Honda's great betrayal?
2: Um the match I would say was probably Kojima's best match for me personally. Okay. Um maybe felt like I feel like obviously with Honda being probably young, well, definitely being the youngest wrestler he was a bit more energy in the match and obviously it being the final. Um it's a shame he won though. It's a shame he won. But um what can we do? Uh and uh leaving is a bit of a go as a bit a bit of a shame because uh, he was sort of like dead in the water after he lost the uh, tag titles with Ashino and they probably could have had a longer run to be honest but uh if you, I think, in a sense, maybe it's probably the right time to turn him babyface anyway, because like the crowds in the palm of his hands, so you know the new gear as well, uh, so sort of represents that. So no, um, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it, I guess. But I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm sad. I'm really sad. It doesn't feel like they got enough. Like they didn't do enough. They didn't get to get going. Um, Going. No, I just, I just, <laughs> no I, I'm I really sad. Um, they were really good. I love them as a tag team. And I do hope to see them maybe come back together now with like Honda as a top, like, you know, top card guy and Ashino. And and it, it, this does like Alicia actually sort of talked me down from the edge with this one being like, no, now Ashino and Honda can be rivals. I'm like, OK, that's fine. That's cool. I'm still sad, but. I think that's a good thing in the end. And and if they have a big blow-off match or a match together, a singles match, it'll bang. So I can deal with it.
2: The real question is, though, is Honda going to try to stab Ashton Morgan? Will he, he, he oh, do oh, with his dog collar instead?
1: Do- Ooh, a dog collar match. That would be good. That fits the, uh, the sort of the spiked leather um, aesthetic that he's going for too, if he got like a spike dog collar and then like Oshino. yeah, you know, a dog collar match. He could stab him during a dog collar match.
2: Yeah. Oh yes. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: that, I would take that over an explosion death match any day of the week, I really I, I, would. <laughs> if we're gonna do hardcore matches. Yeah. Um.
0: Quickly mention, that the tag match, the 10-man tag match with Nagata's was his last in all Japan. He is leaving. He said, I'm out of here. Um, He's going back to New Japan. I was going to say he could be a good hand in multi-man matches since now he's out of the title scene, but I guess that's not going to happen. So bye, Nagata. We'll lock the door on the way out. If you were okay, Um, take Kujimi with you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's sort of giving me hope that, Kojima's gonna lose as well because he's not booked for the um, Yoyogi shows either. So fingers crossed. We don't want no no more dads holding the titles. We just want our young guns to thrive.
1: I think that's it. Um, I'm glad you know. I'm glad it's over. He did actually quite a good amount of good. On his way, he elevated Yuma Anzai. He elevated uh, Ruki Honda, and he he gave a fantastic match to Yuma Aoyagi. So there was there was a lot of good in this run. Um, will we look back fondly on his triple crown run? Maybe oh. not. But yeah, <laughs> Smiley's taken aside. But uh, yeah, I I think um, it's it's very much a so long and thanks for all the fish situation. Um, see you, Nagata. Hopefully pretty soon see a, um, yep, salute to him. Um, but pretty soon, uh, goodbye to Kojima as well. Maybe, we'll see. So yeah, that that sort of wraps things up. But uh, we also can turn our eyes a little bit to Noah because we do have um, all Japan's young, blooming ace, Yuma Anzai. He was in the uh, N1. He headed to Noah in August to compete in their N1 tournament. He was in B block and ended with four points. We don't have time to talk about the whole tournament, but uh, yeah. How did you, did you guys watch it? How did you think it went? And uh, did you have a favorite match if you did watch it?
0: My favorite match, like Manabu of soya like, Soya. Soya. Got... Yeah, oh, I love yeah. his match with Soya. I thought it was so good. And just to see Anzai fighting so much for that win. Like that was his first win in the tournament. And Soya is great. Soya needs to get way more love than he gets. I just thought the match was so good. I thought I was going to go with, like, Go. Go is my absolute favourite, but um, Go was nasty to Anzai. I was like, leave the poor boy alone. Like, that slap from Anzai and Go just, like, killed him with a chop. I'm like, oh, no, poor Anzai. Um, I did like the Nakajima match. I was, I thought he would be a lot more brutal, but he wasn't as brutal as I thought he would be. But um, hands down, Sawyer was my favourite match.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was a little sad, I guess bitter that Anzai defeated Soya. <laughs> um, because Daiki Inaba defeated Soya just before and and Soya really needed like the momentum and push, um, which he eventually gets. If you haven't watched the N1 tournament, it was fantastic this year. Um, and Soya was very much elevated through that tournament. And- firm crowd favorite. So it was funny that you said he he needs more love because he does eventually get it. But uh, yeah, not my favorite match. I thought it was good. I just, the result kind of took the wind out of my sails. Um, not that I shouldn't get wins because of course he should, but um, yeah, um, I really, I think my favorite was the Shiazaki match? I'm waffling between Nakajima and uh, Shizaki. I love them both. Uh, both Axis matches against Anzai were great. They both sort of took it to him in their own way. But you're right, Nakajima wasn't a hundred percent brutal. Um, he did he did kind of kill that boy, but uh, he wasn't as like vicious as he could have been. I really liked it though. I liked that he sort of compared himself to Anzai. Like I see a young me in you um, in the end, whereas uh Shiyazaki was very much a little bit of a Rudo, <laughs> a little bit of a Rudo. He's been uh he's been turning over a new leaf or more like an old leaf. He sort of returned to like his old bitter, you know, rude self recently. And you could really see it in that Anzai match. And it was really, really fierce and and it was good it was i loved that match so i think between the two of them Shiyazaki's was my favorite of on smiley did you check him out at all
2: no but i heard he did very good which is uh good to hear because uh i think this is that was his first tournament uh, actually wait, he was in the champion carnival but um you know it's a good experience for him to go out of all japan to face you know the top stars and all and stuff like that so hopefully maybe he'll come back with a bit of a push on his side maybe some a pair of belts will be around his way soon
0: I hope He's hope so. coming back he gets the singles with Pinter straight away that's <laughs>
2: true yeah that's true uh, maybe that'll lead to um, a world tag title Then,
1: yeah i think we could see something very soon out of uh Yuma Anzai, he was popular, Noah, too. Like, he was very well-received, and uh, people really loved him. They were really cheering for him during that Soya match, speaking of. Um, So that was really good to see, and uh, his name is getting out there. People are paying attention to this young ace, and they see him as, as a blooming superstar for the wrestling industry as a whole, and that is very important it is extremely important now that we get these big names from different you know divisions and we get these aces from different companies you know like Kaito Kiyomiya and and now we're going to get Yuma Anzai so the more we get that mixing up um, the better it is for the industry the more competition we have going between these companies which means more money for the wrestlers so it's great that he's being well received and I thought he had a great tournament run. Um, Speaking of though as we get into our august moments we did have another um all japan alum in the tournament and that is jake lee uh, like onzai he took place in his first n1 but in a block um so we didn't get an onzai versus jake match but he uh, did finish up with 10 points didn't um didn't reach the finals jesse did you watch any of jake's run did you have a favorite match of his
0: I was so busy with All Japan that I just watched Anzai's run, but I heard his match with Keno was fantastic. So that's like the top of my to-be-watched list. That was my favorite. (laughs)
1: Um, No, Jake had a really amazing run. Um, I... The match with Keno was my favorite of his because, I mean, how could it not be? It was a phenomenal match, and my, you know, my favorite wrestler. And then uh, Jake is just really knocking it out of the park in Noah, and he had such a dominant run. He looked like the champion. All the way through. Um, if you are interested in checking out his run, definitely also watch his match with Masakita Miya. It was a 30-minute draw, but it was one of my favorite matches of the month, really, of anything I watched. But it it was one of my favorites of the tournament as well. Just really good
0: match. We have a Ashino injury update. He said on Twitter he's healing well, but wasn't able to get surgery since the plate they would put in could possibly hit the bone and refracture it. So it is taking longer. He doesn't have the surgery. We mentioned before with the Al Lineman versus Tomash that Glade and All Japan had their second combined show. After the main event, Suji Ishikawa came out to challenge T-Hawk for the G-Rex Championship. This show is on Glade's YouTube page, so if you want to check it out, just head over there. Terry Funk's brother, Dory Funk Jr., who is a chairman for PWF, released a statement on his passing, saying, My brother Terry has passed away. I'm speechless. Thank you for the many Japanese fans who have supported Terry and the Funks over the years. I would like to express my sincere gratitude. On behalf of Terry, thank you very much. I wanted to come to Japan again as a Funks forever. The Funks are forever. Terry will live on in your hearts. Terry will be forever. So now to what's coming up in September. September is the start of the Giant series. All Japan has shows on the 2nd, 3rd, 8th, 14th and 23rd with the show on the 8th being the big Yogi show. Notable matches of the month are Rising Haito versus Hiromu Takahashi, Kento Miyahara versus Yuma Anzai, Suama, Dan Tamura and Akarasato versus Jun Akiyama, Senshiro Takagi and Yusuke Okada. Koji Iwamoto's return matchway teams with Fuminori Abe, Takui Nomura and Ryu Inoue to take on Tihok, El Linderman, Shiguhiro Irie and Junju. Kari, Sarai Anu versus Unagi Saika and Suri Manabu Fuchi will be returning to the ring. Last time he had a match, he pinned Kento. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm not going to spoil it. All I will say is go watch your first match of the year. Now, two match recommendations. I wanted a Koji Omoto match since I'm very excited he returned. He's one of my favorites. I didn't know which one to pick, so I just I pulled it out there. Um... It's a bit different. It isn't a five-star match. It's probably not even a three-star match, but this match will make you laugh or just how strange it is. Plus, it is the first ever all-Japan match I watched. It's Hokuto Amore, Black Manto so Ray, and Takao Amore versus Jake Lee, Koji Uomoto, and Hellboy. And if you don't know who Hellboy is, he's a comic book character. There are movies about him. He's just a big red demon, I believe. Please don't come for me, Hellboy fans. Um, I have such a vivid memory of where I was and what I was doing when I was watching this match. It's like burnt into my brain. It made me love the crazy side of all Japan. There is good wrestling in this match. I promise you there's good wrestling, but just not with Hellboy. He is the main attraction of this match. He can hardly move. So his moveset is super limited. Jake and Koji play it up a bit where they get tagged in and they act like they're hurt when they tag in Hellboy. He hits the stiffest splash I have ever seen in my life. Um, He pins Black Man's Array. So Black Man's Array has the honor of being pinned by Hellboy. And then he just dances after the match. It's bizarre, but I am very glad I brought this match into your lives.
1: So funny. I actually saw this. like I was scrolling through looking for um, stuff to translate for Next Stream 2.0, that episode um, that's coming out later this month. But uh, I saw that match in passing. Um and was like, hmm, hell boy. Okay. Um, but I, I didn't stop to watch it, but I d- I did see it in passing. So that's really funny that you brought it up. Um yeah, I didn't have a match this month. So go ahead and uh check that one out because it definitely sounds interesting. And I guess I'll probably check it out next too.
2: Try to think or cherry Funk match.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to check out a cherry funk match, but I didn't have time.
2: Um Match recommendation, I would say Terry Funk versus Jumbo Saruta for the NWA World's Every Championship. Can't go wrong.
1: Yeah, I I definitely want to check that out uh, if I have time. It sounds really wonderful, and I really want to check out more Terry Funk. So, yeah, thank you for that one, Smiley.
0: Yeah, there's a ton uh, of Terry Funk or Japan matches. People have been posting on Twitter and sharing. Um I have some in my to watch list, and if you want to check it out, just search for Terry Funk matches. Like, there's a lot at him. Like, he was loved, very loved. So if you wanted to watch All Japan, you can do so at ajpw.tv for 900 yen a month. Each month has a mix of live and video-on-demand shows, with video-on-demand shows being uploaded the day after it was filmed. Thank you all for listening and supporting Talking Triple Crown. You can find me at Sister Jessie and Rural Road72 on Twitter. And thank you for joining us, Smiley. One more time, if you could give us a quick plug on where people
1: can find you. Uh
2: my at on Twitter is smiley underscore one nine three two. And uh be sure to subscribe to Kickout on all streaming platforms and follow the Twitter page as well. <laughs>
1: Wow, thank you so much. I didn't I even have to do it. No. Um you can find Kickout at Kickout299 on Twitter. Um thank you for that beautiful plug smiley, but please go ahead and um follow us on your streaming platform of choice like us. Um give us good ratings. Just let us know how we're doing. We really want to hear from you. And we're really, really, really grateful for the support we've gotten so far. I think we're like at 52 um, five-star reviews on Spotify. That's absolutely mind-blowing. And it really just helps. It helps our um It helps us be seen and it helps us get our name out there. So we really do appreciate it. And again, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at kickout299. And you can find me, Rachel, at Milky Star. That's M-I-I-K-Y Star.
0: Thank you all once again. And we'll see you next month to discuss September and the Yo-Yo shirt